morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Word of Life Family Church. Hey! Hey, I just want to welcome all of our online listeners and watchers. Welcome. You are part of the family just the same. Even though you don't fill a seat, you fill our hearts. And so we appreciate that you are there with us today. And uh, we are continuing. We were going to continue a series that we've been working on over the last few weeks called Blueprints. But I think I wanted to stop and put pause for a moment. And I wanted to share some things from my heart. Is that okay today? All right. Well, uh, I, I, I want to... Uh, remind you that uh, that this is the truth. Uh, because I'm doing this, it's it may be a little bit um, raw today. It may be a little less polished. Uh, some of you are like polished. I didn't never think it was polished. Doesn't matter. We'll talk later. Anyway, uh, I I just wanted to let you know that I, it's just something that the Lord's been kind of downloading. Uh, it's. It obviously has a lot to do with what our current events are happening. And so I thought it was wise to address that a little bit and, uh, and more importantly, speak some life into it today. I, I really believe it's going to be a benefit. I believe that um, there's going to be some truth, some hearts are going to be opened, um, and uh, we're going to see a real uh, breakthrough and uh, what's going on. So I will tell you this, much of, of what I'm sharing uh, borrowed, I have borrowed from others. There have been so many ministers, so many teachers, so many people on Facebook and, the, and even news and different TV channels and just speaking life and I'm just loving it. And so I, I'll be honest with you. I was like, man, that's good and that's good. And I started grabbing and I started putting, I'm like, yeah, we need to hear this. Uh, and so some of this will be uh, me, some of it will be others, but I guarantee it's all anointed because it's all God's word. Uh, and so we're going to get into that today. If that's okay with you. Does that sound good? Okay, let's start by prayer. Let's go to God. Father, we love you. Father, we honor you. And we praise your name. God, you are so good. You are so awesome. And Father, I just pray that now, Holy Spirit, that you lead and you guide us today. God, I thank you that we just hit pause for a moment. And we would let you, Holy Spirit, to rule. To lead. God, we just set our lives and our hearts and every anxiety, we just lay it at the altar of Jesus right here and right now so that we might clearly hear you, be led by you, be comforted by you, and more importantly, be transformed by you. Father, we love you and praise you. We welcome you in this place in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Well, unless you've been living under a rock, you have seen and heard that there is a lot of unrest happening in our world today. As you know, the coronavirus or the, uh, was it COVID-19, it's, it's the word of it is spreading. Stock markets are up and down and all over the place. And with all of that, of course, with anything like that, there's always those that are in a real state of panic. So I asked the Lord, what do we do? What should we do? What is, what is our role as a believer? What are we to do? What are we going to do? We could, we could not worry about it and we can just, you know, like just live life as usual and, and just pretend it's not happening, put our head in the sand, just kind of over uh, underreact and, and just be on the wayside of it. Or we can go the other way. We're, we're buying 
14 uh, 25 packs of toilet paper and, and just and hand sanitizer and filling it up and we can get all prepared because it's going to be the end of the world kind of scenario. We can do one Either, either, we can see, and I don't pretend to be an expert on this by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what's ahead of us yet, uh, and I don't think anyone else does exactly either. But what I will try to do today is to speak some faith perspective. I want us to be in faith. I believe that this could be the greatest opportunity that the church has seen in many, many years. I believe that if we walk through this, listening to the Holy Spirit, leaning into God, that we may be able to be a light like we are called to be. This may be the very opportunity. It may be the shakeup that we all need to get out of the zombie state of doing life as usual and saying, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This may be the time. This may be the opportunity. And so I want to look at this and talk about this a little bit. Now, I don't know how each of you have been uh, independently uh, affected by this outbreak, this thing that's happening. Uh, I will share my story. Uh, As you know, we have been preparing for over six months to go to Israel. And on Monday, we got an email that says that unfortunately, At this point, that trip is canceled. Uh, Israel has closed their borders. Uh, They have have decided to quarantine and do that. I found out, I just heard that uh, the prime minister of Israel, uh, in fact, tested positive himself. And so there's a lot of unrest and there's a lot of things. And I will tell you selfishly, I was like, We've been talking about the soul. Well, my soul began to rise up and whine and cry. And I get it. I know that this is not life and death. Me not going on a trip. I know without a shot of a doubt that it's going to be a life change. Not only for us as a family, but us as a corporate family. I know that God has got great things in store. And so it's postponed for now. We don't know really when for sure it's going to happen. Uh, they've been talking back and forth, but we're just kind of waiting to see. But I'm telling you, I was, I was like, okay, yeah, that's okay. And then it kind of, you know how you're, you're like, you're like, oh, I'm fine. And then it was like, uh, because you got to understand, six months at least we've been thinking about this, and for the last two and a half months, I kid you not, Michelle and I have been pretty much everything we've done for the last two and a half months is to prepare to be gone away from here for three weeks. Uh, trying to get everything accomplished, make sure there's still bulletins, make sure there's all this stuff set, and make sure we have people that can, it's going to cover the, 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 the pulpit and do all these things. And, and it was like all of a sudden, all of the things that we've been preparing for, we even partially packed. We just went Monday morning and got the last little things to get, last little travel items to get, so we're ready to go. And then later that afternoon, we find out in a talk about that you ever seen, you blow up an air balloon, a balloon and you let it go? That's the way it felt. Now, I know it's not life and death. I get that. But it hurt. It was a challenge. I believe that, that the enemy stole something, but that what the enemy stole, God's going to repay. 
And in fact, the enemy has to repay it back, the Bible says. And so I'm not worried about that. But selfishly, I'm disappointed. Uh, if, if We'll just add a little bit of insult. Uh, I don't know if you guys, this, this whole week has been kind of rough. Well, forget, forget all the coronavirus stuff. How about just walking through daylight savings time? Sleepwalk. How, how, about, how about this woo, Friday the 13th week? Woo. I mean, it's all over the place. If you were just to leave the coronavirus, there's still a lot of fear. There's still a lot of stuff. And there's still a lot of issues. And to be honest, it was difficult, me, myself, dealing with it. And, and getting the news and those kind of things. And so understand that brings us to today because the truth of the matter, there's a lot of disappointment and there's a lot of despair. Whether you, whether you think they should be or not, the bottom line is people are scared and afraid and, and don't know what to do. And if we were all honest, we don't know either what it is. Now, I know. That because we are believers in Christ, we have a promise that we can stand on. And I get that and I understand that. But just like the pastor was all good and then I didn't get there and I was like, oh, deflated. Even in that same way, we need to be honest that we too need to realize that we may not respond properly because we don't know. We don't know. We know God. He's all-knowing. But he hasn't revealed all yet. And so he'll do that. And so that brings us to today. We know that some schools have canceled. Uh, We know that that has been all kinds of questions and thoughts. And in fact, our own school we had to close this week. Uh, We're still doing school. We're just doing it differently. So we'll be having a meeting. Our uh, teachers and leaders will be having a meeting after to kind of figure out how we're going to make sure that we can continue to do this. There's been travel bans that have happened. Grocery stores are out of toilet paper. Everything's going, so what are we going to do? Are we going to ignore it? Are we going to stockpile? I don't know. And I don't want to make any rash, long-term, permanent decisions today. Uh, I've found in times of crisis and panic, our soul begins to rise up and we begin to do and make uh, uh, decisions based on panic and and worry and i found over my few years of living here that the best thing to do is to not make any major change or project into the future the what ifs what ifs will always take us to a place we don't want to go and so understand whether it's the coronavirus or whether it's a relationship issue or whether whatever it is anytime you are hard pressed do not let me repeat, do not make any rash decisions. This is we are, when we are tempted to listen to the soul and not the spirit. Because our mind, remember our mind, an amazing mind, remember, it begins to not work rationally because it's in overdrive trying to protect us. It's an awesome thing that God has built, but if we don't have that mind transformed, it will lead us astray. And so understand that we can't make just make decisions But besides that, besides all of that, as a follower of Christ, there is a filter that we each have. There's a filter that forms our decisions. We've been learning that over the last few weeks. 
I, don't, I think it was like perfect. God's already having us work and renew our mind, taking the soul out of the picture and letting the spirit lead us because understand that that's the filter that we should be doing life. We're not called to do life and act as the world acts. Let me say that again. We're not called as a believer to walk and act like the world acts. Why? We're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And before you like, well, that's pretty pompous, I want you to turn to John chapter 17. John chapter 17 reveals this. Jesus himself says this. He says in John chapter 17, he says, this is Jesus, by the way, this is Jesus praying. He's praying for, you know, who this is, okay, we know that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? You, you've heard this story. This, in fact, is what Jesus prayed. Remember, he prayed so hard that it says in Scripture, it says that he prayed so earnestly and so desperately that it was like, it was like a drops of blood come from his pores. And this, you ever wonder what he prayed? This is actually what he prayed. He prayed for you. He prayed for himself, that he would do his will, the will of the Father, and he also prayed for his disciples and all those that would come to know him. He says this in verse 14 of John chapter 17, verse 14, he says, for they, say they, say that's me, okay, for they are not of this world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. So you see, Jesus himself tells us and and is praying for us to remind us so that we might see we're not of the world. We're in the world. And we can't pray, oh God, take us out of this thing. No, he didn't say that. He prayed for us that though we would walk in this world, that we, that God would protect us from the evil one. Do you see that? So we can walk through this. Say, I can walk through this. Whatever it is, any circumstance, that's not for me. That's against me. I can walk through it in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe you. So we know that Jesus says we're not of the world. The second thing is, well, what we've been learning in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. So we're not of this world, and we're not to conform to the pattern of this world. In, John, in, in Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 2, I'll read it for you. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. It doesn't say uh, do a little bit or, you know, it's okay some. It says do not. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. You want to know the answer? I'm like, I don't know what to do. Renew your mind. And then it says you'll know God's will. You'll know the will of God. And in fact, it goes on to say that God's will, by the way, is good, pleasing, and perfect. Good news. And so we don't have to to live like we have no hope. In fact, not only do we not, but we need to reflect a people that has something different. And this is really what I want to get at today. And the title of the message is Not Afraid. Not being the emphasis. But I also want you to understand that in our not being afraid, that we would have a heart and an understanding that there are some that are. 
and how we respond to them will either, either bring them closer to Christ or push them away. We have a responsibility as a believer. And so I want to look at that today. And so this is the three ways. If you have your handouts, you can follow along. Three ways that we're not like the world. You ready? Number one, we live by faith and not by fear. We live by faith and not by fear. When Jesus was confronted, uh, his disciples, uh, or excuse me, when Jesus was comforting his disciples in John chapter 14, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So he brings, even though it's not the same challenge or issue, there was some uprising, there was some challenge, there were some uncertainties that were happening in their life. And God said, Jesus himself says, don't let your hearts get troubled. We walk by faith and not by fear. In verse 27, it says, peace I leave with you. My peace, this is Jesus still talking, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. It says, it goes on, I love this, I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now I want to read for you, it should be on the screen in just a moment, I want to read for you the the New Living Translation. I appreciate how this reads on this particular translation it says this it says i am leaving you with a gift now i'll just stop there how many love getting gifts if you're like oh no i'm too old and too you know perfect for gifts how about when you were a child you were like christmas night you couldn't for your your birthday night you couldn't sleep and you're like i want to get a gift i want to get and god says i brought you a gift god says i brought you a gift what is that gift it says i give a gift of peace of mind and of heart. He's given you, like, oh, what's the gift he's given me? He gave us peace. Say, I have peace. I've, he's given us a, 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 a peaceful heart, a peaceful mind. He's given us peace. It says, and the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I love that. I love that. So if we're looking for, if we're looking for peace in, 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 in anything that is, comes from the world, we're looking in the wrong place. If we're, if we're looking for peace and we're looking, you, you know, this, if you're looking for love in all the wrong places, we're looking for peace in all the wrong places when God is the God of peace and he says, I have come to give you peace, a gift of peace and a peace of heart. Peace, this kind of peace that he has goes beyond human reasoning and understand. That's why it's God's peace. The Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways, greater than our ways, that we don't know what he's doing, but he's doing for your good. God's not sitting, by the way, I'll just let you know, God's not sitting on his throne Going, oh man, what? What happened? Corona, who? What? What's going on? I promise you, God didn't, wasn't caught off guard. 
I promise you he didn't. He was like, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I turned away for just a moment and I didn't realize uh, that this was happening in that kind of sense. I want you to understand that God, our God, your God, the one and only God, he's faithful. He, 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 he's all knowing. He's good. He's good. He's great. He's got a perfect plan. He is a good God. He loves us. He says he won't leave us. Come on. He won't forsake us. He is working all things for our good. It didn't catch him off guard. He's, on, he's still on the throne. He's still in charge. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of a spirit of power and of love, and of a sound mind or self-discipline. We can be, in this time, we can be self-disciplined. We can have a sound mind. We have been given the Spirit of God, power, dunamis, stronger and mightier than anything that the world would try to give, anything that would try to be gained by, by intellect or by emotional uh, or by money or any of those. God says, I have given you the power of love and of a sound mind. We're not panicking. We have peace. We're not fearful. We stand in faith. Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, For we live by faith. And not by sight. Not by fear. So we, we number one, we live by faith and not fear. Number two, number two is this. We, say we, that's me. Say that with me. Say we. That's me. Are sacrificial. Not selfish. As a believer, we are to be sacrificial. Our best guide, our best example is Christ himself. We understand that we are not to walk in selfishness. During a crisis or not in a crisis. Understand that Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. Do not be selfish. Pretty plain. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Verse 4. Don't look out only for your own interests but take an interest in others too. See, in the early church, back in the first century of church, they, 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 they faced some really extreme persecutions. They were losing their life for their faith. They faced some real issues. Now, I know we're facing some stuff that we've not seen in our lifetimes, but they have faced some real major issues. First century Christians, you know what they didn't do? They didn't hoard they, 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 didn't, they didn't try to get more than they can get. They weren't rushing to, you know, uh, uh, Jerusalem, Walmart to, to, to go grab everything and, 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 and do all this emergency. No, we are the body of Christ. We're supposed to put others above ourselves. Let me, let me say that again. We are the body of Christ. We're to put others above ourselves. Listen, Acts chapter 2, verse 44. All the believers were together and have had everything in common. 
They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Every day they met together to find out how they might be able to help somebody. Did you see that? We're not, we're not selfish. We're sacrificial. It, it's a time. It, it's not a time when we skip and we just hold back. It's a time that we encourage. We are encouraged to increase in our works and deeds of who we are in Christ. It's a time that we should press forward, not just once a week, not just on the Sundays, but now, like I said, we are in the crux of something amazing. And if we will do, if we will be the sacrificial believer that we are to be, that God has called us to be, I believe that we can see Revival, awakening, stirring, whatever you want to call it, of God's kingdom and his purpose. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Every day they met together. Every day they joined together as a family and prayed. My question is, do we do this as believers today? Do, do we t- spend the time? We're quick to make judgments. We're quick to say they shouldn't do this and they should do this. But are we joining together? Are we being sacrificial? Are we taking what we see and notice as fear? And are we saying, I want to lay down my life. I want to help you to know that there is a king that is ruling and reigning. And he wants you to know you as your personal child of God are we doing this because if we're not careful we can become so religious and so righteous and we can say I'm standing above this and we have put walls that there are people that are truly nervous scared and in desperate way because they don't have hope that you have God didn't say hold on to your hope he says give it out because he's ready to give more amen so instead of saying, making fun of and, and, and challenging people, why are you doing this and why are you doing this? You're crazy. No, say, hey, this is how the world responds. We're not the world. We respond differently. We give if someone's in need. We love if someone needs we We hug if someone needs, someone needs comfort. We as believers, if we're not as believers going to do it, who is? Not the enemy. Amen? We have, we are, again, we are right on the crux of something amazing. An awakening of a church if we will receive the call. If we'll receive the awakening. If we will realize the truth. What the enemy meant for evil. We can turn for good because God is in us and in you. And you've been anointed. And he has taught us to put our soul aside and let the spirit lead. Amen. You see that today? We have to watch what we're thinking, what we're doing, what we're saying. God calls us different, so we should be different. I don't know if we're going to meet publicly after this. I don't know what government will say or not do. I, I, I have no clue. 
I don't know, and, I, and we'll try. We'll, we'll continue to do the best that we know how to do and ask for meeting, and, and, and we'll see God, and we'll listen. But listen, can I remind you of something? Let me just remind you that when it's all said and done, no matter what, can I remind you that this church is not the church. You, point yourself, you're the church. So, oh no, we can't go to church. Yes, you can. You can go to church because you are the church. You walk the church. You should be anointed and appointed to to lay hands on people, to pray for people, to love them, and be the church. Whether we meet in this four walls or not, does not stop the church. Can I get an amen? Don't let it. And don't say, oh, that, they, they closed their doors. They're not doing They must be bowing down. No, I'm saying, hey, it's about time we get out of these walls and get out on the streets and maybe share some good news. Amen? So if we have to close, maybe that might be the thing that gets us, spurs us on to go walk around the streets and say, hey, God loves you. And now I'm free because I'm not in church today. I'm taking the church to you today. What if? What if? What if we take this opportunity, what the enemy meant for evil, what if we take this as a launching pad, as a catapult to to further his kingdom in Jesus' name? What if? Because why? We're not of this world. We're different. God has called us different. We don't walk by fear. We walk by faith. We're not selfish. We're sacrificial. And lastly, we don't live by faith. We live by faith and not fear. We are sacrificial, not selfish. And finally, we shine the light. We don't hide it. We're different. We shine the light. We don't hide it. We shine the light. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Jesus is talking. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to you and me. He says, you... Say you are the light of the world. He goes on to say, he goes, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Do neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds deeds, and glorify your heavenly father. Again, remind you, we're not in fear. We have a promise. But it doesn't mean that during this time, in this moment, that there aren't people that are afraid, unsettled, anxious. They're looking for hope. They're looking for an answer. We know, as believers, that we too needed an answer. We needed hope at one point in our lives. And we received Christ. We said yes to the Father, and immediately he came in and made us a new creation in Christ. He deposited within us the Spirit of God. He gave us the the gifts of the Spirit. He gave us the the, the freedom, the fruit of the Spirit, to be able to, to exercise and to give out joy and peace and hope. Amen? We too needed it at some point. We weren't different yet. 
But now as a believer, we are. So now let's let us reflect the light of what Jesus did. He went through all doing good. Preaching the gospel, the good news. Not doom, not you're crazy, but rather going to their hearts and speaking life to them so they might receive him. We need to shine our light during this time. We need to be hope dealers. Not dope dealers. Hope dealers. Not dope dealers. Hope dealers. You can say that. I'm a hope dealer. All right. We're light shiners. We're love givers. Listen, I know. This virus may be highly contagious, whatever. I don't know. I don't really understand all of it. I'm not a scientist. I only have the kind of same information that you have. Some of you maybe have better information. But what I do is I'm praying that for some, that some of us as Christians and believers, is it, as contagious as this virus is, that we might be that kind of contagious of a Christian, that we might share the gospel, that it might just, it, they get around us and they can't help but call on the name of a father. Why not? It's what God's called us to do. In, in actuality, is what salvation is. It's not just something that we hold on to. It's actually something that's supposed to bubble up out of us. Amen? In this time, in this place, let us not judge, but let us receive and let us give the love of Christ. Let's not give grief. Let's not give in to, to panic. Let's not judge. Let's not ex- seclude let's receive let's give let's offer our light it's not ours in the first place we read in scripture that it was a gift to us we didn't own it we didn't deserve it god graciously by all his grace and mercy deposited in us when we received him it's not something we have to hold on to because he's got more than enough in jesus name Listen, I did a little bit of more research, and I just wanted to, to rattle off some scriptures. Looked up in the Bible, some, some, some New Testament stuff about the word of not. Remember, I know it's kind of, I'm kind of all over the place, but the title is not afraid. So I looked up some nots. Angel, the angel at the birth of Jesus, he says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, great joy. See, there's an opportunity when there's something really a- excellent, amazing happening, and there was fear. You see how the enemy works? He makes no sense. That's the point. God is the only one that does make sense. He's the only one that can direct your path. He's the only one that can lay the things out so that we might see them clearly. Jesus said, Uh, Jesus was explaining why he came. I did not come for the healthy. I came for the sick. Let me read that again. Jesus said, I didn't come for the healthy. I didn't come for those that are secure. I didn't come for those that aren't worried. I came for those that are. You hear me today? Do you hear the heart of God today? 
that we need to be careful how we walk. Because you, me, we are the very Bible that most people read. And in this time and in this moment, are we going to exhibit the attributes, the true attributes of God's love or his judgments? Because the, pro- the, 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 the truth of it is, is he overcame the judgment by, re- by sending Christ. Did you know that? Now, I'm not saying there won't be a judgment day, but we are living in a great day. That we are, our sin has been, re- has been covered and clean. And in fact, it says we've made us righteous. So in this day, in this time where righteousness is able to be received, it won't be forever. This would be the time to give out, to share, and let them know, listen, this is a great day. This is a great time. There is, there is, yes, there is sin, there is death, there is heartache, and there is challenge, but I've got good news. There is one that's come to bring life and to bring it abundantly. Matthew Chapter 6 says, don't worry. Do not worry. Do not worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We walk by faith and not by sight. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Like Jesus, not my will, but yours be done. You see how the knots apply to where we can realize that we shouldn't be hoarding our salvation. We should be giving it out. Amen? We have good news. Yes, we do. We've got good news. How about you? Amen? We'll close with this scripture. Philippians. Paul says, don't or don't, do not. Be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I just want to further that to say, you're like, oh, I'm not anxious, and I'm not. But are we in prayer? Are we in petition? Are we offering prayer and petition on behalf of those that are? That's my desire. That's my heart. I believe that's God's heart. That we might be different. Not of this world. That our minds have been transformed. By the word of God. By the heart of God. By the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are transformed. I declare this in Jesus' name. We are transformed. And so according to to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that if we are transformed, now we can do the will, perfect, pleasing will of the Father. Let me just recap. We're different. Say we're different. Not because, now I'm not saying we're better. I'm saying we're different. I'm saying we were, we were, we're the same as everyone else. The difference is that God brought revelation. 
at some point, guess what? We weren't smart enough to receive on our own. The Holy Spirit wooed, we wooed us. That's the word I'm looking for. And understand that too, that you, me, us, we have been called to be the work, the hands and feet of the Father on this world. We live by faith and not by fear. We are sacrificial, not selfish. We shine the light. We do not hide it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to say goodbye to our internet guests. Thank you so much for being here.